This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this Tuesday, May 3rd, talking Reds baseball with Reds reporter Mark Sheldon. Mark, thank you for the time. And as you alerted me just a moment or two ago, some uh, late-breaking news, as you termed it, for uh, tonight's game between the Reds and the Giants at uh, Great American Ballpark. Uh, John Moscott has been scratched, and John Lamb is going to make his uh, 2016 debut. Uh, Tell us more about that. Yes. uh, Moscott, you may remember last week in New York, his uh, left non-throwing shoulder started aggravating him it was surgically repaired last year and it, it really started bothering him uh and he, he was you know taken out of the game and they were hoping for the best and it just didn't improve enough to let him pitch uh against the giants it's not that bad though that he needs to go on the disabled list there was no uh, structural damage found in an mri that was taken today so they feel pretty good about that they gave him a cortisone shot on monday uh to hopefully kill some of the inflammation and the expectation is that he won't need the DL and that he could go into the bullpen and kind of uh, be there to help out. But also maybe it'll be an opportunity for him to test drive the, the arm and make sure that he's okay before they stick him back in the rotation. So the Reds uh, switching Johns, if you will, mascot out and lamb in for the game tonight, uh, Tuesday at GAB between uh, the pirate, the pirates between <laughs> between the Reds and the Giants. My apologies there. So we'll see what uh, John Lamb can bring the Reds uh, during the start tonight. And uh, Mark backtracking to uh, last night again, the recurring theme: bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. It's been a problem all season long. Last night, the latest example: a six-three lead in the seventh inning, disappearing in the blink of an eye. Giants put up five runs against uh, J.C. Ramirez and Drew Hayes, neither of which had anything much. The Reds, by far and away, have the worst bullpen ERA in baseball. I believe they're over a run worse than the next uh, worst team, which is the San Diego Padres. And, and Mark, if you're Brian Price right now, what do you do? I mean, it's just are, are his hands tied because he cannot, he literally cannot find relief anywhere. This is correct. It's amazing. The, the, the Reds actually tied a, a major league record, a modern major league record, with having 20 straight games where the bullpen allowed at least one run. The, the 2013 Rockies and the Reds now uh, share that record could go down tonight but uh just talking to him today about it he, he more or less said his hands are tied because there are younger uh talented options available to them in triple a and double a but in the terms of the big picture they're not ready yet uh to be up here they're they're afraid that they would stunt their development by by bringing him up now and having them work in the major leagues and maybe get throttled and and wrecked or just that because they're just not major league ready yet and they don't want to rush more guys than they have to to solve a situation that they know is a rebuilding year. And it's, it, in, in the big picture sense, it's, that's somewhat comforting that they know that they feel like they have some people, but in the day to day, it's a miserable feeling that no lead is safe. Uh, there should have been in the, in past years when this team was uh, contending a six, three lead after the sixth inning should be no problem. And uh, right now it's just, it's a huge problem. 
and uh, there's really no, like you said, relief in sight. He's going to have to keep running out the same guys he's got, hope to find some traction, hope to find some roles for people that he can get guys comfortable in, in the seventh inning, the eighth inning, the ninth inning to, to kind of bridge the gap from starters to, to the end of the game. And right now there's nobody he can consistently rely on to do any of that. Yeah, that's true. And and as you said, Mark, it's it's kind of a catch-22. You've got guys in the minor league levels who, who could come up and contribute. But, again, it's a matter of uh, long-term, big picture. You don't want to, uh, you know, stunt their growth and their development by rushing them into a situation which may not benefit them. So very, very tough situation right now uh, with the Reds and this bullpen, which has just been such a, a glaring black hole or red flag, whatever you want to call it, pretty much uh, since day one. Now, before the blue, the uh, bullpen blew up last night, it was shaping up to be a pretty nice night at uh, the home ballpark. The fans got to see Johnny Cueto for the first time since last summer's trade, and uh, in a rather ironic twist, he got to pitch against the guy he was dealt for, Brandon Finnegan. Finnegan outpitched him. Uh, talk about the uh, the fan response for Cueto last night where he spent so many great seasons with the Reds and uh, his reaction to returning to his former home. Well, I didn't actually talk to him myself, but I, I, he did have eight years here, and he got a nice applause uh, when he took the mound for the first time in the bottom of the first, and he got a much louder applause uh, the times he, he came up to bat. Uh, but he, it was definitely uh, an appreciation for him and what he's done here. You know, he didn't leave because he necessarily wanted to leave. He left because he no longer fit the, the plans financially. Um, and the players, the, you know, the, his former teammates, of course, had to put that aside, uh, you know, that, that his, their friendship for, for a night. You know, before the game and, and before today's game, even out during BP, he was out talking to some of his old friends and, and getting along. But during the game, they actually got the best of him. At least in one inning, they were able to score uh, six runs and, and take it to him. Joey Votto got a three-run homer. And maybe what started it all was Billy Hamilton, who, you know, was a, it was a pest basically at second base. He got on base with a double and then got into Cueto's head. And Cueto had to step off the rubber a few times and make some throws and make some looks. And next thing you know, the beginning was on. And that's exactly what Billy Hamilton's here to do. And I guess uh, Cueto had told Hamilton that if he had ever gotten to first base, he would pick him off. Well, he didn't get a chance to pick him off from first base, but he certainly had some chances at second base, and it didn't go that well. Yeah, and and like you said, it was was, uh, really shaping up to be a a fun night for the Reds because they got to see Johnny Cueto, but again, you're still competing and he's on the other team now. And as you said, you know, Hamilton got to him. Votto certainly got to him. I believe uh, Jay Bruce had a RBI double somewhere in that mix. So he had a triple. Yeah, they hit for a the triple. That That's day. right. So. A triple. Uh, so yeah, it was shaping up to be a really nice night until the bullpen reared its uh, ugly head in the seventh inning uh, for the first six innings of that game. As we touched on briefly, Brandon Finnegan, not spectacular, but he did have a quality start after all. Six innings and three runs, but as it turned out, unbeknownst to anybody watching the game at the time, Finnegan hurt himself in the third inning, but he kind of soldiered on for a few more innings to give the Reds a real nice outing. He did. Uh, he came in with a, a left hamstring soreness, and they really probably could have taken him out uh, right after that, but of course, like the, like we've already been talking about several times, the bullpen is not in a position to carry uh, you know, six additional innings, so... Uh, Brian Price had to make a decision, a calculated risk that Finnegan was okay enough, and he told him he was. He thought it was not that serious, but he, he said, go ahead and keep, let him keep pitching, but don't take any chances. Don't sprint down the line when you're batting on a bunt. Don't necessarily take any uh, quick moves if you can help it while you're fielding. Just try to pitch. Do the best you can. And, and they got him through six innings and 90 pitches, and then uh, Brian finally decided with him to do up again 
in the following inning. It wasn't worth the risk to send them back out for the seventh, and they decided to, to pull the plug. And right now, it seems like Finnegan's okay. He's already on, on the, the list to start his next time out. They're not uh, moving that back. He's just going to get the treatment and and manage it. Uh, and right now, they're not looking at that to be a severe uh, situation. Yeah, and an understatement of the podcast right here, the Reds cannot afford another injury. So hopefully Brandon Finnegan, uh, it's just it's soreness. It's a, it's a minor thing, and it's not anything to get too concerned about, not anything that is hopefully uh, DL worthy. On the injury front, though, Mark, uh, a lot going on always with this team. They've been, as, as I said before, still snake-bitten in the injury department. Uh, Devin Mesoraco, let's start there, a guy that missed almost the entire 2015 season. Now it appears that 2016 could potentially be a lost cause as well. Uh, placed on the 15-day DL due to a torn labrum. How likely is it, in your estimation, that he does go under the knife for season-ending surgery? I think it's pretty likely. Uh, it's not his throwing shoulder. It's his left shoulder. They don't know exactly how he did it, but maybe swinging or possible contact. He didn't know. He said it just he went to go get the MRI and, and wasn't expecting to hear that kind of news. So it was a little deflating for him. He said it felt like a bad dream. And you know, the way the last two seasons have gone, it's been that way. He, he really never – didn't appreciate being on the field and you know the last two years have made him appreciate it a lot more for sure and uh right now i think it's highly likely he gets that surgery because the, the one difference between this year and last year is he was he was told last year that if he kept playing through the hip problem and they tried to manage it through therapy and rehabilitation that it wouldn't get any worse before he finally elected the surgery well this situation he's been told that if he does keep playing with it it can get worse he can make it to tear a lot more severe so uh he's kind of in a, in a tough spot because if he doesn't have the surgery and he hurts it worse and has to have it anyway, that could make him uh, late to, you know, coming to spring training next year. So I don't think they'll, they'll stretch it out that long. They'll, they'll try to weigh their options. I don't think he's going to go for a second opinion, at least at this time. He's not uh, thinking about that, but uh, I have to think that if, if it's going to end his season, he may as well get it started now so he can get ready for next year. Yeah. Just, uh, just depressing. I mean, as recently as uh, two years ago, this guy was, you know, one of the up and coming emerging young catchers in baseball. He could hit, he could field, he could throw. And uh, just so many injury problems since then. It's, it's really, really discouraging, really disappointing. Uh, does Tucker Barnhart uh, become the de facto starting catcher? And if so, what do they do for a backup plan? Yes, he is the uh, everyday guy. Just talked to him today. He feels like he's prepared for this. Uh, he prepares his off seasons like he's going to play every day, whether he gets 40 games or 140 games. So he feels confident that he can do it. Uh, he's been hitting very well in the times that he's stepped in for Mezzarocco already this season. He's really become a, a nice offensive piece for them. He's a switch hitter, so he can play a lot no matter who's pitching. But they also have uh, brought up Ramon uh, Cabrera, who was kind of a nice surprise in September last year when they had all these September call-ups. He really distinguished himself with the way he hit. And he's also a, a quality catcher behind the plate, so they feel pretty good about having him as a backup option. And Jordan Pacheco will be like the kind of the third catcher in case of need, not so much that he would get starts there, but they, they do have some protection at catcher if they have to pinch hit one of their back, you know, let's, let's say pinch hit with uh, Cabrera, they could always have Pacheco step in in the, in the late innings if they need him. Well, Mark, uh, back to the rotation we go, and uh, the guys we talk about every week, you know, Homer Bailey trying to come back, Anthony DiSclefani, John Lamb, who who obviously is starting tonight with John Moscott now hurt, but you wrote about some setbacks recently for both Bailey and DiSclefani. Kind of give us the details on that, and we can't forget Rysel Iglesias. Uh, he's also on the DL, too. It's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Lamb's going to be the ninth different starter uh, tonight that they've used this year, and, and neither of the of the nine are Bailey or DiSclefani, so that's pretty remarkable. Uh, 
And uh, right now, the Bailey and Discofani are shut down. Uh, Bailey's got at least five to seven days where he's not going to do anything. Uh, Discofani's just not throwing until further notice because he didn't. He still feels uh, some, some discomfort in his oblique, and there's just just really. They thought they thought they were ready to bring these guys in and activate them. These guys were going to make their last rehab start to be the rotation this week was the plan, and now that's out the window. Um, I think Bailey feels a little feels somewhat confident that he's going to be okay. You know, he just it was his first setback. He knew there would be a setback at some point, but he felt like he should do it all the caution now, as opposed to trying to soldier through it, come back, be in the rotation, hurt himself again a month later and then have to go through all this all over again. So he wants to be very deliberate with what he, how he handles this. And uh, he feels comfort, com- confident that he'll be okay. So Mark, I am uh, determined to uh, end this podcast on a positive note uh, with all the negativity and depression we've had so far, but uh, Tim Adelman, who took the rotation spot of the now injured Rysel Iglesias, his big league debut this past weekend against the pirates in Pittsburgh and acquitted himself quite well. Six innings of two-run ball. He had shut out the Pirates through five, uh, or through four, I should say. Uh, what is the plan moving forward with him? As I would think that, given his performance, he is going to get at least one more start. Uh, you are correct. Uh, Brian Price was pretty pleased with the way he handled himself, and under tough conditions, he, he really didn't have a lot of heads-up notice that this was going to happen. He got told the night before. Uh, he was scratched from his start in Louisville, and they uh, got him to Pittsburgh so he could replace Iglesias. And right now... Uh, until further notice, I guess, until Iglesias is ready, he's going to be in the rotation. Uh, there's nobody right now that's ready to take his place. They're, they're not looking at uh, Robert Stevenson or, or uh, Cody Reed just yet. So right now it's Adelman. And then when maybe the next time around, they might have to look at it again. When If John Moscott's ready, they might need to find a spot. But uh, they were very pleased with what they got from him on a – you know, like it's, like you said, against a very good team. And uh, rightfully so. And all we ask of Tim Adelman is, uh, Tim, please, for the love of God, do not get hurt. That's going to put the finishing touches on this one. Uh, Mark Sheldon, Reds reporter, joining us uh, today. We'll do it again at this time next week, Mark. And in the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.